What's up, everybody, and welcome to Frame Skip Episode 8. We are four, sometimes three, best friends who love to just talk about games and everything going on in gaming right now. If you haven't heard of us before, we are a group of people who bring up a diverse culture of games. We have a few of us that really like Nintendo, one of us that really likes Sony, and we have a few Xbox things in there as well. The reason I say this is we have a nice big Nintendo week this week. Let's get started with introductions. I am your host for the evening, Elijah Steele, a.k.a. Local Lizard Man. But more importantly, to my right is the journalist formerly known as Mario Kart Wii 140, Austin Eller. That's me, and I hope no one ever refers to my name as Mario Kart Wii 140 in the professional world, but here we are. I will. <laughs> oh, I totally <laughs> okay. will. I totally will. In, should I should, should I change comment. my resume and instead of having it say Austin Eller, just put Mario Kart Wii 140 at the top? <laughs> I'm going to do you one better. I will send a letter to... what? Where do I have to send a letter about changing a name officially? I don't remember where. But I'm going to send know. a letter there. About getting your name officially changed. The government. I will send a letter to the government. Austin, how Sounds are good. you today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm I'm uh, on my last week and a half of college forever. Probably not forever. I'll probably come back for a master's at some point. But my last week and a half of my undergrad degree, which is a little scary, but exciting. Uh, scary because... Corona and I don't have a job. So yeah, I, I do I'm doing to, pretty good. I do have to say, I'm very proud of you. Uh, Thank you. Like we became friends before you were ever in college. Yep. So like, I'm going to do the like proud adult thing and to say about like watching you grow up and it's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, so. it's been a, and I, I talk about this pretty frequently, but it's been a, a crazy ride. I mean, for those that know me, I've had just, not to downplay my life, but I've had kind of misfortune after misfortune in in the last, you know, seven, eight years. And it's it's just I'm thankful for, you know, obviously all you guys and, and all my family and everybody for uh, really helping me get to where I'm at today. So I appreciate that, that comment, Elijah. What? How old were you when we went to PAX? I was. So that was 2014. 2014. So I would have been 18. Okay. I would have been 18. Yep. So that was, yeah, six years ago. Yep. So, wow, that was six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Now, you heard his voice. To my left, I have the one, the only 32 bit professor, Coach. What's up, everybody? Finally, I'm treading water. I'm not drowning. <laughs> hey, it, it feels spirit. okay. Today was the first day where I was able to be like, I got a lot of work done, I still was busy. But it wasn't like, you know, when you have so much to do at work and you don't know where to start, right? Because if you choose one, then the other one's not going to be, you're not going to be able to do that. And people are going to get frustrated with that. So I, I have it under control for now. So we'll see how that long that lasts. So, but I think we have like, we're in week five. So we only have like four weeks left of school. Not too bad then. Getting there, no. getting there. That's awesome. Now, one of the things we like to start out with is our weekly games. Coach, how about you get us started? 
Okay, so last week, I haven't played anything um, in the last few days, but um, I think it was like Wednesday and Thursday and Friday of last week. I, for some reason, I decided to look on Steam to see how much um, Arkham Knight was, right? Because we all know the disaster that was the PC port um, day one on release date. So I just wanted to see is it have they fixed it right so and they did and then i started thinking about well i wonder how we'll do with my pc specs so um i did a little bit of research and i got a um i found a good um benchmark program and so i i play for a while on my xbox then i go back up on the pc and play the same thing and then the third time is when I would record the uh, the benchmark test. So I was having fun doing that. And I think I might start doing some more of those, um, especially with Crisis Remastered coming out, which um, Austin, you'll talk about later. But uh, I just want to see, and I did some tests on that. And uh, it's pretty crazy how that will still slow a system down. But I think I might start doing um, some benchmark uh, videos. So I, I've been doing research on benchmark uh, videos, but um, so basically I've been playing um, Batman Arkham Knight and I think I might actually review that because I never reviewed it when it came out. So I think that might be my first like big review since um, I did Luigi's Mansion when I was in uh, Kuwait. I really want to go back. I've, I've never played Luigi's Mansion. I really want it's, to. It's more nostalgia then um it's it's a tech demo basically that's fair yeah it's it's like four hours long four or five hours uh austin how about you what have you been up to um you know this is the boring answer but i've pretty much been up to the same thing as last time um been playing more Animal Crossing, <gasps> some more Persona 5 Royal. Yeah, Shocking. Animal Crossing surprising. No, not at all. To some, to some people. Um, I'm trying to think if I've had anything in there special this week. Uh, today, actually, at the time of recording this, my shop is currently closed and I'm getting the bigger shop, Ooh. Um, which is pretty cool. I'm excited for that. Um, not too much else going on in the game, to be honest. I haven't been playing too much just because school works kind of had me caught up this last week or so, but um, I'm looking forward to the the new updates, which we'll talk about later. And then Persona 5, um, not a whole lot going on there. I think I'm on the second dungeon still. I'm only about 20 hours in, so I'm on the the Madarame dungeon, the, uh, uh-huh. the artist guy, uh, where you get Yusuke as a party member. So um, honestly, I just love that game. And as I told Seth before, I think on the last episode, so far, not too much has really changed yet, but I know there's there's going to be a lot of changes at the end based off of what I was reading. So yeah, really looking forward to getting to those. Uh, one other thing, actually, I want to touch on quick, and then we can move on to Eurasia, is I did play uh, not too much, probably about an hour of Call of Duty uh, Warzone, the new free-to-play Battle Royale uh, mode for Modern Warfare. And... I got to say, it's pretty good. What I will say, though, is um, as somebody who loved PUBG and I and I I liked Apex, I didn't really get super into it. I think what I'm realizing is that the battle royales that have a little 
two, there, there's like these battle royales like Apex and like Fortnite and like um, Warzone that kind of just have a little too much going on for me. Um, and I, I, again, I liked what I played of Warzone. I really want to play more of it. But I think I kind of miss playing like the PUBG where it's kind of just like pure skill. Yeah. And I know, you know, there's some crazy crap that goes on in PUBG, but it's kind of just like getting the best gun and it's kind of your skill level that decides whether you're going to win or not. Whereas I feel like in, in Warzone a little bit, like you can get like airstrikes and like all this random stuff. And I'm like, this is really cool. I really like these, these f- features, but at the same time, I do kind of miss the simplicity of, of PUBG. Like, so. no, I, I completely agree. We, you know, we all know I really like apex and such, yeah. but nothing will ever beat PUBG for me because it is that simplistic. It's, it's not super fast. It's one of those, you have to think out your move. It's not just about running and everything. Yep. It's all right. What do I do? Okay. So here's some house, houses up here, houses up here. This isn't in the circle, but if I go check these, then I can go around. And you have a moment to think about it. And then when you hear that shot fire, it means so much more than just, oh, there's someone around. It's, oh my God, there's someone near me. Yeah. And again, I think it's a really, you know, both Apex and and Warzone, I think are really well-crafted games. But uh, I think it's essentially what you just said. I think maybe they're a little too fast paced for me. Maybe that's my issue. And I know a lot of people complained about that with PUBG, and I know that's yeah. why people love those games, but I really like the slow kind of trotting kind of, you know, you could be playing this for 45 minutes and then die randomly. I, and as frustrating as that is, I kind of like it. So oh, I'm 100% with you. That's the exact yeah. reason I will always go back to PUBG over the others. <laughs> so, uh, what about you, though, Elijah? I think that's all I have to play. So all I've been playing. Uh, we'll get right off the bat here. We were going to have a big Final Fantasy VII remake blowout this week, but unfortunately, Seth couldn't be here with us this week, and we really want him here, if at all possible. He's he's very busy at work right now, and we really, really want to have him here so he can talk about it and give us his thoughts, because I'm the only one here who's actually played it. I played it, beat it, I'm halfway through. Um, my my boring answer is, like Austin, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake and Resident Evil 3. I'm on my fifth playthrough of Resident Evil 3, and Dang. I'm gearing up for another two or three. Like, I'm, I'm not, at no point do I feel like I'm slowing down on that game. Nice. Like, that. that's the beauty of it. For it being a short game, quote unquote. I'm at around 15 hours total playtime right now Mm -hmm. and I'm going to keep going. So it really hasn't, and I haven't even touched multiplayer yet. Um, If you don't mind me asking, um, and I don't want to break our code or anything, but would you mind giving a short little just TLDR of your thoughts on Final Fantasy? Yes. Uh, I, you know, we will go much deeper into this next week. But with Final Fantasy VII Remake, you know, that game was announced five years ago. And everyone wondered, would it be worth the weight like would it live up to the hype and i think i can safely say it is probably in my top 10 favorite games of all time um honestly the game had me in tears at moments 
because of like the music, the nostalgia. It did it in a just such a beautiful, brilliant way that just broke everything that I thought this game would turn out to be. The combat is incredible. The just sheer energy put into this game from, you could tell this was a passion project. This was not something they took lightly to heart. And I absolutely loved it. Nice. I'm not going to say anything about it, but I can see why people would be very polarized about the ending. I, for one, am totally all for it. After, you know, I the more I thought about it, the more I really liked how everything is handled in this game. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm halfway through my second playthrough, and I plan on getting this Platinum Trophy. Nice. And it actually yeah. makes me want to go back and play the original again. I never got the Platinum in that. Yeah. And we'll talk about it more. I just wanted to kind of give viewers a little bit of a taste of of what to expect um, whenever Seth is back. But yeah, yeah, that's that's glad uh, that's good to hear because I do really, really want to play it. Um, but I just feel like I need to play the original first to really give it, um, and I guess kind of the attention it deserves. And also, I'll say, like you said, I'm a little over halfway through my second playthrough. I'm probably at around forty to forty-two hours. But in my first playthrough, I didn't do any side quests. I think I maybe did one in the entire game. And I finished with the clock at around 30 hours and like 52 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not a short game. People were so worried about it because it it envelops the first like seven, if seven hours of the original game. But they added so much side stuff. But it's not bad side stuff. It really helps the story go along. They added so much new content. And I'm I'm so excited to really dive deep into this. And we are going to essentially have our normal episode where we don't spoil anything. But I mm-hmm. think the whole idea is at the end of the episode then. That way, nobody misses anything. Yeah. Uh, we are going to do a full spoiler cast about it. Yep. So look forward to that. The only... Other thing I've really been playing... Oh, and I've been playing Animal Crossing, too. Uh, The only other thing I've really been playing is Google gave out two free months of Google Stadia. Uh, I should say Stadia Pro. Yeah. And the main reason I wanted to do this was because on Pro is Guilt, which is, I think, the only Stadia exclusive. There might be another one now, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, it's also, of course, the only Stadia exclusive that they have had to be a, like, my first horror game. So naturally, I've wanted to play it. But they put this out. So I'm finally getting in. I'm only about an hour into it so far. A real nice thing is I'm part of Project X Cloud, So I've played that for a while. So I bought a clip for my Xbox One controller so that I can clip my phone to the controller. And mm-hmm. that's what I've I've been playing it on my phone. For the most part, it has... This is going to be like my mini take on Stadia and then the game. For the most part, it has worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then again, I have like insanely fast like Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, I think I did a test the other day and it was like 150. Um, mm-hmm. 
and for the most part it worked well but i did have the occasional moments of like stuttering and it's like why are you doing this i have super my internet is rated for like 140 megabits higher than they say you should have why is it stuttering yeah um i actually i did do the two months free and i need to actually really test it but the only thing I had done so far was I literally booted up Destiny 2 and then I just saw on the, the screen it was super pixelated and I was like, this is a bad start. <laughs> so I need to play more of it and I'll talk about it on the podcast at some point. But yeah, I mean, I just feel like the technology is not there right now. I think it's close, but I think, I think you know, we talked about it a while ago, but... Um, until everything is fiber, I think we're kind of, we're not going to have that perfect experience. And like a big thing I'll give, I think Stadia might work a little better than xCloud, but mm-hmm. the big problem here is Stadia is $10 a month. Project xCloud is free right now. Yeah. So at no point am I playing xCloud and thinking, oh man, I'm playing, if I were playing Stadia and that's happening, I'm like, I'm paying for this and it's not working great. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's where xCloud gets a little gets off a little more in my book, just because they have that, you know, this is a beta. We are trying this. This is not out. It, we are getting information because all the time they'll ask, all right, how is your experience today? Uh, like what happened in the game? Like what like what should we work on? Yeah. And they'll do that all the time. And it's awesome. But yeah, so I played a little bit of guilt. And like I said, this is like my first horror game, more like my first Silent Hill in a way. But it's pretty linear. And I say that as there are some paths off to the side that you can explore, but there's literally nothing to find. Mm-hmm. Like even in Final Fantasy VII, one of the critiques is there's the occasional path and there's not much, but there's an item there. In this game, there isn't even an item. There's literally nothing. It's, oh, look, I can I can walk into this yard and walk around it, and there was no reason for this. There was absolutely no reason for this. So it's kind of linear, even though it's, it has a facade of not being. But so far, it's all right. The whole idea is you're playing as this girl, and her uh, sister, Emily, disappeared. You are taking the trolley home because these like mm-hmm. bullies were like picking on you. And you get to the bottom of the trolley and everything's different. It's like you're in this different version of the town. And that's kind of where I'm at. The first thing you do is go to the school, which also in the original Silent Hill, the first thing you find out where you're supposed to go is to the school. So I'm, I've <laughs> already found a connection right there. Um, wow. But yeah, I've only played a little bit. It's, it's fine. I, I, I'm enjoying it. But also it's like... there's a little bit left out so far. It's almost like that launch day console. This is a straight thing. There's not much to do on the side. Just play the game. It's a demo, like tech demo, basically. But Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's my experience with guilt. G Y L T, which took me forever to remember exactly how to say. So that's everything we've been playing. Before we get into the news, uh, Coach, did you want to talk about a game that's been announced? 
Okay, so I saw this today, and the um, announcement trailer um, dropped yesterday. So, and I didn't even know about this. This wasn't on the the, the indie direct for Nintendo um, that we got. What was it last month? But man, this game looks phenomenal. Um, I know Austin watched the the uh, the trailer, mm-hmm. but the the lighting, like you said, dude, is the attention to detail. Just take like I don't want to say Wind Waker and Breath of the Wild, and they had a baby, um, but it's in that vein. But it looks so much better, I have to say, and just everything looks it's it's on point so you're it's an adventure mm-hmm. you take to the seas and you're just discovering um you're discovering you're you're killing these big beasts and uh you're crafting and the music and just everything looks phenomenal so that definitely shot up to my uh one of my top games that I'm looking forward to just by that trailer. Yeah, it's called uh, Windbound, right? Is yes, Windbound, Brave of the... Windbound, blah, let me try that again. Windbound, Brave the Storm. Nice. Ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely that. interested in it. So Now, into the news. And how about we start with uh, Coach, who wants to give us a little bit of... I was trying to find a good segue into this, but Coach, tell us a little bit about Mario Maker. Okay, so this is the third DLC or the third update, I guess you could say. And this one's a mega one. And I'm trying to remember, Austin, when was the last time? When was the second update? It's been a while, hasn't it? Oh, man, it was probably last fall. Uh, I feel like it had to have been last fall, maybe like last September, October-ish. Right, like soon after it released, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is like... I think this is the game that now this is the game that everybody wanted. Okay. Well, first of all, um, there is a Super Mario Brothers 2 mushroom. And if you get it, now you can do, now you can jump on your enemies and you could pick them up and you could grab them. So a lot of people have been wanting the, the textures, you know, to be able to create levels in the uh, Super Mario Brothers 2. Um, aesthetic is that what you'd say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. style or whatever but at least they they threw us a bone and and now you have that where you could jump on in you could jump on um the bullet bill you could jump on that and ride it so it was uh and and pick it up there were some cool things you could do with it then um the boomerang looks phenomenal um so like if there's there's um is there something on your right and your left you mm-hmm. can just throw boom it'll and then it'll come back and you dodge it and it'll hit the other um other block um and then all of the um all of bowser's uh what should we call it they're they're playable now well they're not playable but you could put them in um the uh who are they the, the, uh, the Koopalings? Yeah. Is that yes. what they're called? I think yeah. so. The Koopalings, right? So now those can be like your mini bosses. Yeah. You know? And and all of them are there. And they showed like what they look like at 8-bit. At 
in 16-bit, right? And it, and it looks amazing. They look amazing. And of course, you see them what they look like um, in the new Super Mario Brothers uh, graphic style too. Mm -hmm. And then of course, what makes this such a huge thing is the world maker. So now you can essentially create your own Super Mario Brothers game, like legit, because there's a map creator and you can choose, um, you can make eight worlds with a total of 40 courses. Mm -hmm. And you could create areas that are like desert, snow, sky, forest, volcano, which is the one that, um, that I'm gonna be interested, not only trying to create, but also playing, and then um, outer space. So this was a huge update and it'll be interesting though, because I don't think, I don't think the life of this game is, was as long as the first one on the Wii U. Well, I think, and it's funny obviously, cause the Wii U version, at least I'm assuming probably didn't sell as well since it was on Wii U, but, um, I feel like when that game came out, it was huge, but obviously, like you kind of said, you know, this is now kind of the game we were expecting, but when it launched, like, um, I'm never the kind of person to do this, but I spent $60 on this game and I, you know, I bought it like a day after it came out and I played like an hour and I stopped and I have not played that game since. And I think it was kind of because it was just more of the same. So I'm curious to see, you know, like if that if the the longevity of it maybe isn't the same because people had similar experiences like I did where maybe they played the first game and played the second one and were just kind of like well this is literally the first one again yeah so, more of the same yeah I wasn't I honestly when I first played it I was not a fan um and I I really want to go back to it now because I think these features that they're adding is are are really cool um. What I will say is I think they're long overdue and I don't know if they're going to really be able to revive this game almost a year after its launch. And like you mentioned about it not having quite the tail the first one did. I yeah. remember hearing people talk about how they were playing the first one for years. Yeah. And it was shortly after this came out, like even I'd say before the first update when I just saw everyone stop talking about it. It just mm -hmm. didn't exist on like on my Twitter feed and that I would see people talk about Mario Maker all the time. But then yeah. Mario Maker 2, just nothing. Well, there was a lot. I mean, there was Twitch and YouTube. There was videos going for a long time for that game, for the first one. Yeah. And, and that, so... I didn't really see that same experience with 2 because I, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you're right. I definitely saw people that were like making literally the hardest levels possible and that was just something people did and that was something that was streamed on twitch and um i just feel like you know maybe i wasn't as interested and maybe that's why i just didn't really see it but i felt like that just didn't happen with two so why do you think let me ask you why do you think it didn't last as long as let's say splatoon 2 or um uh, mario kart 8 deluxe because both of those are yeah. Um, even though two is a um, Splatoon two is a new game, it's still kind of like more the same, you know. Yeah. But like people were bummed for the last Splatfest. Like legitimately, they were frustrated. Like that was it, you know. Like Nintendo shut that down, and there were still people playing. 
I, and you can still play it now, but everybody loved doing the splat fests. I think the thing, maybe this is just my thinking and maybe people will disagree with this, but I think the issue with Mario Maker, unlike Splatoon, is Splatoon was getting updates nearly every single month for like two years. Whereas Mario Maker, again, kind of launched as the same game that we had before. And then we didn't get an update for five months. We we didn't even know we were get, ever going to get an update, unlike Splatoon, where they said up front that updates were coming. Um, and then I guess, what, another six, seven months later, we get another update out of the blue. I think it's just kind of, in my eyes at least, like with Splatoon, they keep people playing because you know an update's coming next month or maybe the month after. Like, you know mm-hmm. there's going to be a new map. You know there's going to be new weapons. Whereas like with Mario Maker, when it launched in, I guess it was June, July of last year, like, I mean, I didn't really think there was going to be an update because I don't think there were any for the first game. So. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking as far as well, why it maybe didn't get as, as much support. Do you support. think the only reason why we're getting this is because of the rumors of the 3D Mario and this is the year of Mario, basically? You think if we weren't getting that, you think they would have wasted, not wasted their time, but you think they would have put time into doing this? I I have a feeling that there probably still is some dedicated Mario fan base um or Mario Maker 2 fan base rather and you know Nintendo probably saw that and wants to give them stuff what I will also say is I don't know how long this really took them to do I can't imagine it really took them that long to add in a few new tools and stuff um I'm not saying it was easy but um you know I wouldn't be surprised if this was just like a few people working on this um that that put it out but the funny answer which I was just going to bring this up quickly is that Andre from Game Explain? I don't know if you saw this, Coach. But the last time a Mario Maker 2 update came out, Andre tweeted out a day before, and he was like, where's our Mario Maker 2 update? And then the update came out. And then with this update, he tweeted out two days ago and was like, where's the next Mario Maker update? And we have one. <laughs> so the short, fu- the short funny answer is... Whenever Andre from Game Explain summons a Mario Maker update, we're going to get a Mario right. Maker update. <laughs> now, fun fact, when um, when it came out for Switch uh, last year, he recreated, somehow he re- recreated one of the levels in one of the Super Mario Land games. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see if he's going to do one of the worlds in one of the games as well. Yeah. You know, recreate it. So, um, and I'd definitely um, try it out and play it. But let me ask you real quick before we move on. Do you think we're going to get a Splatoon 2 before the end of the uh, Switch's life cycle? You mean a Splatoon 3? Yes, sorry, Splatoon 3. Uh, I was going to say Splatoon 2, yes, I think we will. I will put money down <laughs> that you can go to a store soon and find a copy of Splatoon 2 on shelves. Listen, I'm going to put money down right now that we're going to get a Mario game on Switch where the hat is alive. <laughs> um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm not really sure. Uh, the turnaround for Splatoon 2 was pretty quick. I, I think it was only two, three years. Um, I'm going to say no. 
I'm going to say we're not going to get another one. Personally. Um, I think a lot of people still play it. I think, if anything, maybe we'll see them come back to the game with more updates at some point, kind of like they did with with New Leaf on 3DS, where that game, Animal Crossing New Leaf, where it came out, and then literally like four years later, it got a huge Amiibo update. Could see something like that. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Now, uh, before we move on to the other main stories i know we have a couple other little nintendo things to talk about so why don't we why don't we just hit it all yeah. here get all the nintendo stuff so you guys go ahead and tell us about the newer news yeah i think uh that's a good idea to kind of group it together so speaking of updates uh the other big update that was announced recently is for animal crossing new horizons and we knew it was coming we knew there were going to be updates obviously they already did the Bunny Day update, and thankfully it's over because I never want to experience it again. Yo, my tweet today was fire, <laughs> and I'm very proud of it. I'm not gonna very lie. very disappointed in that update. To be honest, I'm not a fan of of uh, how just everything was eggs. So you, you didn't know. think it was excellent? No, no, not at all. So, <laughs> and this is from a huge Animal Crossing fan. I really did not like the the Easter event at all. Anyway, that's a that's a side note, but. Um, they announced today that we are getting kind of a Earth Day update um, coming soon, I think in the next two days. It'll actually be out by the time this podcast is up. Um, releases on April 23rd and, and goes through May 4th. Um, we knew this was coming. We knew it would include Leaf, who's a, a returning character. I think he was only a new Leaf. He might have been in City Folk, but I think he was only a new Leaf, um, which is funny because his name is Leaf. And... Uh, the short version is with this update, we're going to start getting Leaf as kind of a reoccurring character, just like, um, oh man, what's the freaking skunk? I don't know. He sells shoes. I don't remember his name right now. Kicks. And, uh, right, like right. that character and like CJ and Flick, he'll be kind of coming to your town frequently with, um, actually shrubs are returning. So you can buy shrubs from him and you can buy certain flower seeds um, so things you can't normally get in your town. So he's kind of like the fauna salesman, I guess, is the or flora salesman, not fauna. Um, so he's coming. And then the other huge thing that we're getting with these updates is Red, who is also a returning character. He's the art um, connoisseur of some sorts, although three quarters of what he sells is fake and counterfeit. What? Um, yeah. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Red sells fake art. Um, when. So, okay. Let me explain. So with this update, there's going to be a new museum expansion. Um, this is a thing from the old games as well, but there's an art section in the museum and they're bringing it back. Uh, the kind of mechanic with red is that when he shows up, he'll have several pieces of art for you. And I'm assuming it'll work the same way in this game, but typically you could only buy one of them um, at a time. And so in the old games, say there's say he's selling four art pieces. Three of those four art pieces will be fakes. They will not be real. One of them will be real. Um, and there actually is a visual way to tell typically. Um, they're usually actual real art pieces or, or models or whatever they may be. Figures, statues. I don't know what the word is. Um, but usually there's a way to tell if it's real. But if you buy a fake one, Blathers will not accept it into the museum. So it has to be the real one. 
Um, so that's kind of his mechanic. It's it's really cool, and I'm excited for him to be back. Um, he's like a pirate this time, which is interesting. I think it really fits his character. A um, few things I'll just blow through quick, though. Aside from those two things, I those are cool for me because they're reoccurring. They're not just like only available during Earth Day or whatever. They're going to be in the game like permanently from now on. Um, but yeah, there is that nature day that I mentioned. There's going to be some special Nook Miles challenges um, that are based around like like floral based stuff. So like watering plants or planting flowers or whatever it may be. There's a May Day tour, which also confirmed the return of Rover, which is a really fan favorite character from Animal Crossing, if you know of him. Um, but um, certain like special Nook Islands will basically be available. There's the International Museum Day also in May. And that's um, actually really cool. I don't really know how it's going to work too well, but I know there's like you can go around the museum and like stamp a notebook, uh, which is pretty neat. It's obviously kind of taken from real life um, from a lot of museum type exhibits. And then the last one is the entire month of June and it's called wedding season. Um, And basically you can get like wedding items and take like wedding photos. And Reese and Cyrus are coming back from New Leaf as well. Um, They're like the married I forget if they're llamas or alpacas, but they're one of them. So, yeah, a lot of, lot of big updates coming to, to Animal Crossing over the next few months. Austin, how long do you think Nintendo will support this game? I'd say at least two years, at minimum. Probably about the same life cycle as Splatoon. Maybe a little, maybe a little longer. We'll see. I, I'd say a big thing to take a look at also is how big the sales numbers are. Because yeah. a game that's so much bigger for them, they will... That's true. Provide for longer. And if you saw the recent sales figures or just news, not figures, but Animal Crossing is now the third best selling game in like Nintendo history. Yep. Do do you think the reason for the the lack of physical Nintendo Switch um, systems is because of this game and they didn't plan accordingly? It's hard to say. I would say a little bit, maybe, but yeah, I also know that production has just kind of decreased because of COVID. So yeah, I would say maybe a little bit. A little column A, little column B. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Coach, did you want to touch on the other two quickly? Yes. Okay, real quick. Uh, Streets of Rage 4, um, which is, if you're a retro gamer, a lot of people are excited for this. It, it got a release date, which is a week and a half, uh, April 30th. So, and it's releasing on all the systems, but um, I think it'll probably do better on the Switch. But I was going to ask you, you know, 8-Bit do all their controllers. Will mm-hmm. those work on like Xbox One and PS4 as well? Or is it, are those primarily just Switch and PC? I, I have a feeling know. the answer is no. Okay. I have a feeling the answer is no, but I don't entirely know. Because there's a lot of like side-scrolling games that's on those systems, um, especially for like the Xbox One, that you, there there isn't a a good controller for retro games. The um, the the DualShock Four, their their D pad is in the perfect spot for it. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I was just wondering. And then what was cool is uh, somebody developed a Super Mario Odyssey D-make in, in, the, in the engine of Mario 64, and it's playable too. 
So um, it looks really cool. So go on YouTube and look at the 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 footage that's on there. And I was blown away. You know, I thought that was awesome that they took uh, the I don't know which level it was in Odyssey. And I don't know if it's the whole game, but they took at least parts of it and they made it in the uh, Mario 64 engine. And it looks really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of uh, really good, like little Nintendo stuff coming out this this last two weeks. That's awesome. Now, you know. Nintendo put out a new console just two year, three years ago. Oh my god, it's three years already. But we have a few more new consoles coming out. Uh, first up, I just want to touch on there is a Cyberpunk 2077 limited edition Xbox One X releasing in June. And they are making only 45,000 of them. It will be the very last uh, limited edition console of this current gen for Xbox Mm-hmm. I am waiting very impatiently for pre-orders to go up. It comes with the Johnny Silverhand controller, which they are selling separately for $75. Mm-hmm. Uh, even other limited edition controllers from them are only 65 I don't get it, but anyhow. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> um, and it comes with a copy of the game. Now, granted, you're not going to get the game until September, but it comes with a copy of the game. Um, they also released details on a few other accessories. Like there is a charging stand for the controller, which is cool. Not $50 cool. And a headset from steel series, which I have on pre-order. Um, but I also want to touch on, I was originally just going to do the PS five news, but I want to throw in here uh, a little bit about the long rumored Xbox Lockhart may be a little closer to being unveiled than we think. The Lockhart is supposedly a four teraflop entry point, which compares to six teraflops for the Xbox One X and 12, was it, for the Xbox Series S. The Lockhart will essentially replace the Xbox One S, or Xbox One X. God, so confusing namings. Um, It will replace (laughs) the Xbox One X, because they will have a little worse teraflops. It will have some new aspects, such as the NVMe loading speeds and maybe some limited ray tracing, but mm-hmm. nothing is really known. People have dub- dubbed it the Xbox Series S because naming conventions. But the more important information here is due to some information that may have come out for the Surface tablets, it's believed we may see the unveiling of Lockhart in May. Uh, but nothing is confirmed right now. So I just want to throw that out there. We might be seeing the yeah. other version of the series, whatever they want to call it. So I was thinking when I was reading that earlier today, why would they release a new gen console that is not as powerful as the One X? Because I know they're, this is going to replace the One X, but if the One X has six teraflops, and, and I don't know the technology of teraflops, so why would you release one with less? You know See, what I mean? Here's the thing. It is an entry point for that next gen. So though it doesn't have as many teraflops, it will have the faster hard drive and loading. Yeah. Uh, it will potentially have some sort of ray tracing in it. Uh, it, it. It's essentially, it's not as good... 
it is the Xbox One S of next generation. Yeah. It so is you the think it's one. more for streaming then? Like... Um, that, that's very possible too. But essentially, they said all games, at least for the next two years, will work on every Xbox, like Xbox One and Xbox Series console. Um, yeah. So essentially, if you were to go to the store and look, I don't, I don't, I don't want to pay five hundred and fifty dollars for the new Xbox. Oh, it's gonna what, be more than that. But what, okay. What about? Well, I, I, according to rumors, um, people are suggesting it will be uh, about five fifty. Um, but completely unofficial anyhow, but if you go to store, I don't want to, I don't want to pay 550 bucks for the new Xbox, but what about that one that's 300? Well, it has, it does, it's not going to be as pretty, but it has a lot of the same features and it will play all the same games. We're moving into an interesting era because I mean, we saw it last gen, obviously we got the, the one S and then we got the, uh, one X and then even with PS4, we got the PS4 pro, but. I think this is going to become more and more and more of a thing. Um, even with 3DS, we got the new 3DS, um, and everything's pointing to a new, more powerful Switch at some point. So, okay, here, um, here's the best way to put it. Yeah, iPhones. The, exactly. The Xbox Lockhart is the iPhone 10. Yeah. The Xbox Series X is the iPhone 10 Plus or whatever it's called. It, well, it's, it's, you know, it's well, here's a better analogy is the year that the 8 came out, the iPhone 8, mm-hmm. the iPhone X also yeah. came out. Yep. So I think that's a better comparison yeah. because 8 didn't have the the technology that the X did, but it was a, a, a less expensive version. And I like that. I like the fact that, okay, there's two options are good. No matter what you say, options are good. And it seems like Microsoft is going more for the for us, right? Yeah. Um, like that's why we could get either games on our Xbox or on our PC, you know? Mm-hmm. So options are good. And um, I do like this. I like it a lot. But these are just like the specs that, that four teraflop is just... Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I think at the same time, from my understanding, teraflops actually don't really mean that much, Um, um, from what I've read, at least. Yes, and I I, I agree with you with what I've read. The reason being, when comparing, I want to say the PlayStation 5 was confirmed to have, like, 10.5 teraflops to the Xbox One, or Xbox Series X is 12, but I read uh, companies saying not all teraflops are the same, and they're a lot closer than numbers lead you to believe. And yeah. even five teraflops of on the PS3 and five teraflops on the PS4 or whatever like teraflop thing they mm-hmm, gave mm-hmm. are so much different because of like the frequencies and all this stuff. So not all teraflops are the same. So the four teraflops of the series at, or S what God screw you Xbox. Um, <laughs> the Lockhart has four and the Xbox One X has six, but it might be a more powerful four compared to that six. Did you see how a uh, Reddit user did a mock-up of what it would look like? And it looks just like a shorter one. Yeah, and it's white. So you remember yeah, the Wii GameCube. U? GameCube. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you remember the Wii U had the black, which was the better one, and the white, which was the 
Yeah. It was uh it it was the one that was eight gigabytes and in order to use it online you had to download a five gigabyte patch. Yeah. So I don't know, that's good. I mean, it's interesting, like in the next four to eight weeks, we're gonna get information on the the new uh Sony and what Sony has and um Microsoft. But and, yeah, the the other as thing we've seen oh, no, go ahead. Microsoft has beaten Sony to the punch. So it'll be interesting to see how like the the true reveal where we see games in action, um, what Sony does and what Microsoft does. The other thing I just wanted to bring up quick, there isn't as much to this one, so I just kind of want to throw it on to the end. But as of right now, it appears that PlayStation will produce less consoles, but still release this year. Uh, PlayStation sold through 7.5 million consoles in the first two quarters uh, on, upon its release for PlayStation 4. They are expected to make about 5 to 6 million units for the fiscal year ending March 2024 march 2021 which would be about the first two quarters um mainly due to comply supply restraints but also uh developers are anticipating the price to be in the region of 499 to 549 yeah. and nothing official just expected that's why i didn't really want to make this the big news i wanted to make the lockhart but i did want to bring yeah. up this as is something kind of out there I think it's the right move. I think at the end of the day, like, um, it's probably not entirely up to them. Like you said, I think it's a lot of just supply yes. issues. We had we had previously read that story on episode one or two of the show, I think, about how some of the DRAM or something yes. was just non-existent and they were having trouble finding it for the system. Because it is, uh, uh, like, the same DRAM used in, like, the Galaxy S whatever number it's on right yeah. now. So, like, phones are using... There's so many things using that DRAM, so everybody wants it right Yeah, and not just that, but but RAM in general right now um, is supposedly just struggling because I don't know if you guys saw this, but I think it was with the... Whatever, like, the kind of mid-range graphics card is right now that's out from NVIDIA, maybe, like, the 2060 or something, mm-hmm. um, is actually using a very, very fast GDDR, like, 6 or something, I think it is. I, I might have these numbers entirely wrong, but... It's like a step above whatever normal video RAM is in those graphics cards because they can't actually get the normal RAM that goes into those graphics cards right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, you're actually getting a better graphics card because of it. But right. Yeah. But RAM has been up for a while because remember all the cryptocurrency and and the mining and all that stuff? Well, I don't know if it was because of that or because Apple was buying up all the RAM for the phones or something, yeah. but but graphics cards was just stupid high, mm-hmm. and so was RAM, because yeah. I was in uh, I was in Saudi Arabia and it was about six to eight months before I was leaving, um, and I started pricing stuff out, and I was shocked at the prices of RAM and the prices of the graphics card and that was when everybody was buying them all up and building those servers um to go mining you know yep. so yeah ram right now is it's an interesting time for, for yeah stuff like that no i think it's sure. a good idea in the end though just to go back to the ps5 i i was not planning on buying either of these systems this fall i think i'm probably going to wait till next fall but um I think with with COVID happening and, you know, jobs are just going to be a little rough 
for people for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future. I think it's just kind of the right move to only make a few because obviously if they make too many, then they're kind of selling at a loss. Um, if they can't like get them out the door. So. And like, like I mentioned earlier, I'm planning on picking up that cyberpunk Xbox one X that'll yeah. last me for a while. I'll be fine. Yep. I won't need the new Xbox for quite a while. Yep. Yeah. See, I have my one X as well. And so I'll be able to play Halo Infinite, which is really the only game that's coming out that I'm interested in from Microsoft. So, and then I'll be able to play it on PC as well. So, exactly. um, you know, now, but oh, good. No, but but I'm just, I was just going to say, the fact that people have options is a good thing. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree. And. You know, we were saying if PlayStation were to have to sit on a bunch of those PlayStation 5s, they would kind of have their own little crisis. Austin? Wow. (laughs) What an amazing transition. I'll never stop trying. uh, Just want to say congratulations, Elijah. You've officially made the best transition ever seen on the Framescape podcast. So congratulations. Here's your non-visible award that I'm now pinning to to your shirt. Um... And the queen is also putting her sword on each side of your shoulder. Yes, I'm finally just, knighted. Just FYI. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, speaking of crises, uh, Crisis is coming back. Crisis 1 is being remastered for PC, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and surprise, Nintendo Switch this summer. Um, this was announced a few days ago. I think it was like late last week. Uh, but it's being made by Saber Interactive. Um, I'm sure in in co-development with who uh, Crytek is that? Yeah, probably Crytek. Crytek. Yeah, they made yeah. it. Um, it just says co-development, so that's strange. But yeah, uh, Saber Interactive is actually the team that did Witcher Three on Switch. So um, obviously they're pretty good at porting games. If they ported that game to Switch, and it's supposedly a pretty good port, so. Um, but it's not just a port. It, it does have some some upgrades. Um, just a few of the things here. I'm not going to read off everything because I think it's a little redundant. But basically an HD texture pack, uh, new depth of field stuff, new lighting, new sort of motion blur, some more particle effects, uh, better fog, better light shafts. And it will have ray tracing, which is pretty cool. Um, but that's the, kind of the overview. But yeah, it's coming out this summer. And that's the short version um but i'm really excited for this i i'm not sure that i've ever actually beat the first crisis game uh, but i've played a decent amount of it on pc it's really really good i highly recommend it um actually it's it's somewhat linear but i i would kind of compare it to far cry in a way where you can kind of go through and tackle uh the missions kind of however you want to as far as like you can do stealth or you can just destroy everyone or things of that sort but obviously with the uh with the crisis suit um it really gives you a lot of different options because you can go like completely invisible or like um i want to say another thing you could do is like increase your armor so um or speed and that it was just all just a lot of really cool kind of ideas combined into this one game and i know obviously it's it's well known for destroying pcs back in the day um not many pcs could play it to say yeah this was this was the benchmark game for pcs it was. It, it certainly was. And, and it um, still is. That's the thing. It says, okay, but in the end, you know, you're doing all these other games. How does it run 
crisis. Yeah, and I was actually telling Coach this the other day, but even though it's a little further down the line, Crisis 3, um, a lot of people still use that as a benchmark for a lot of games coming out because there's a level in it. Um, I forget what level it is, but there's like you're in this giant dome essentially, and it's rendering things like really far out. Um, and people still use that game as that level specifically as a benchmark for for PCs, which is crazy. But interesting. Um, Crisis three. How is not the how point. how old do you think it'll run on Switch? I'm curious. It so I did play a little bit of the PS3 port because they eventually ported the game to PS3. Um, it ran pretty well. It was severely downgraded visually. I'm assuming we'll probably get something similar. Um, I'm assuming it'll probably be pretty pretty similar to the PS3 and 360 version of Crisis, uh, which I think a lot of people don't even know released. That came out like years after the original game. But, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's similar hardware, so I'm assuming so, probably something similar. Uh, uh, guys, there's breaking news. There is breaking news. What is said breaking news, Elijah? Kicking off May 22nd at 3 p.m. Pacific time and ending May 24th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. From the Nintendo versus Twitter, it's the Splatoon 2 Splatfest so continue, yeah, contentious, we wow. have to do it twice. Team Mayo huh. and Team Ketchup are back, and it's up to you to determine <laughs> wow. which sauce is the best. <laughs> huh. That is pretty big. That's cool. Was not expecting that. <laughs> no. Um, real think quick, I wanted to go back to uh, Crisis. So yeah. I did, um, I, it's called MSI Afterburner. Mm-hmm. That's the program, and it's a free program. And and so that's what I used to benchmark um, Batman Arkham Knight. So the other day, I just wanted to play not even in an, an intense level, but just try and see what my numbers were with with the settings on just um, on high. Is it high? I think it was just high. Mm-hmm. I was getting about 100 um, frames per second. But nice. when I hit it to ultimate, yeah, it was mid-60s, 70s, so... And, and I have a 1070 Ti, so mm-hmm. I mean it's not the the best one out, but it's still it's a good card. But um, so yeah, it it definitely does. Um, it will put a load on your 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 gaming rig for sure. Yeah, I remember that game had a lot of really cool particle effects. Mm-hmm. Um, really pretty game in general, though. I played it on PS4. I kind of want to go back to it. So anyway. That, uh, I believe that is all of the news we have for this week. Does anybody else have anything they want to throw in? Um, no. All right. (laughs) Well, then, we have no questions this week. And if you want to get those questions in, uh, this is where I guess we'll just plug everything. You can find Mm -hmm. the podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and TuneIn, and kind of everywhere maybe not even the main app i use isn't one of those and it still has it which is perfect if there is the possibility for reviewing please leave a review it really helps the show out if you have any questions comments or concerns send them to frameskippodcast at gmail.com or at frameskippod on twitter 
or even our Facebook page, facebook.com slash frameskippod. You can find the not currently here Seth on Twitter at Seth S. Slykehouse. Sorry, Seth S. Taylor. Changed it. You can find Coach at 32-Bit Professor. You can find me at Loco Lizard Man and Austin, unfortunately, at Austin J. Eller. What? Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go back to Mario Kart Wii 140. All at right, some perfect. Point. There we go. I'm never gonna. Yeah. I'm never gonna give this one up. Always, always hope. Always hope. But that is everything we have for today, boys. Thank Elijah, you. Elijah, when should the uh, episode go up? The, well, he doesn't have to say that. I know. The I episode will go up <laughs> on Friday as normal. Yes. This episode will go up on Winner's Day. We, we, that broke my brain. Wed NES Day. Yeah. I'm going to wed my NES. Well, you can do it with day. those two animals in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yep. All right. All Thanks, right, everyone. So I hope that... Uh... <laughs> Thanks. Hopefully Seth is done making toilet paper and he can be with us next week. Yeah, yeah. everyone, please. The bum. Um, just want to end on a PSA here because it's really important. I feel like people should really care about this. Um, not enough people are talking about it, but please stop pooping. Yes, we need we need that to happen so we can have Seth back. We we want to we want to have this awesome Final Fantasy Seven show, and we we just need you to stop going to the bathroom. <laughs> that would be very appreciative. Just hold it in a little bit. Maybe Seth will come back. And on that note, (laughs) goodbye, everyone.